Welcome to a Better Covenant podcast, an arm of the teaching ministry of Dr. Felix Idolo. We pray that this message will bless you and lift you up as Dr. Felix Idolo brings you deeper insights into God's covenant with us. And now, here is Dr. Felix Idolo. Have you ever tried to get from point A to point B in a mega city where you've never lived before? I, I remember the first time I tried to go around Johannesburg, my first time in South Africa, and I tried to move around in Johannesburg. I didn't have, I didn't know my way around. And uh, it was quite a fearful experience, to say the least. And uh, just try to think about it. Try to think about going around a mega city, a place you've never been to, you've never lived in, and then you have to go from point A to point B in that city without, without a map without a modern-day navigational equipment, such as your GPS. To say the least, it would be quite a challenging or outrightly frightful experience. Worse still, imagine a scenario where you're trying to go around a city like Dallas using the map of New York. No matter how good intentioned you are, no matter how good a person you are, it will be the most frustrating experience. You see, it takes more than good intentions to live the life God designed us to live in this world. Just like it takes more than good intentions to navigate that city that we're talking about. You could have good intentions, but if you didn't know your way around and you don't have a modern-day navigational equipment like your GPS, tell you the truth, no matter how good intentioned you are, you're going to be very, 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 very frustrated. You're going to be a very frustrated person with good intentions. The vast majority of us human beings are trying to navigate life. We're trying to make sense of life. We're trying very hard to, to arrive at some destination called, quote-unquote, success. The problem is we are carrying in our minds the wrong maps. That is why life for the better part, it's a very frustrating experience, even though we have good intentions. Even though we might say, well, I'm a good person. Why isn't things, why, why, why aren't things working out for me? It's very simple. If we're carrying the wrong maps in our minds. For most of us Christians, it's even worse because we claim to know God. We claim to be children of God. We have confessed Jesus as Lord. We are fervent in our prayer lives. We go to church. We do all these seemingly good things. However, we find at the end of the day, we are very busy getting nowhere in our lives. Let's remember for a moment the story of Martha. Remember the story of Martha? She and her sister were hosting Jesus Christ and his retinue of staff at their home after a very busy day of ministry. Jesus began to speak to them. Mary chose to sit at Jesus' feet, listening to him. Luke chapter 10, verse 40 says, Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. The Kenneth West translation is even more graphic, graphic about this. It says, but Martha was going round and round in circles, over-occupied with preparing a meal. 
And boasting in upon Jesus, she assumed the stance over him and said, Lord, is it not a concern to you that my sister has let me down to be preparing the meal alone? The Bible says Martha was going round and round in circles. She was doing what appeared to be the right thing at that time. Her intentions were right. She was serving God all right. She had confessed Jesus the Lord. But in spite of all these good intentions and all these good things Martha was doing, the Bible tells us she was frustrated. Right there in the presence of Jesus. Right there in the presence of her Lord. She's frustrated. She's questioning the love of God. She says, don't you care? She's disappointed with her sister. She says, she's left me down. She's let me down. She felt all alone. She said, she left me down all alone. I'm all by myself. I'm frustrated. Yet she was doing all the right things. She had good intentions, but she was a frustrated person right there in the presence of her Lord. That's the way most of us appear in the presence of God. In spite of all these seemingly good things, in spite of all these good intentions, she was just a frustrated person. The Bible says she was going round and round in circles. She was busy, busy, but not getting much done. That's the way most of us are in our lives. Martha, you see, was carrying in her mind the wrong maps. She was carrying in her mind the wrong map. Life many times can appear to be one chaotic mess. And the challenge is how to make sense of it and how to navigate it. That, that's the way life is for most of us. It's just one chaotic mess. We can't make sense of it. We can't seem to navigate it. We don't seem to be making any progress. The reason is we are carrying in our minds the wrong map of life. Someone has rightly said, the unexamined life is not worth living. And I agree with them. The unexamined life is not worth living. You know, ever since sin came into the human family, the one major preoccupation of thinking men and women is how do we find meaning in a world of seeming meaninglessness and disorder? This whole quest of finding meaning in a seemingly meaningless world, this whole quest of finding order in a seemingly disordered world, is what gave rise to Greek philosophy. Psalm 119 verse 130 says, The entrance of your words gives light. It gives understanding unto the simple. This scripture is very interesting because it says, The entrance of God's word, or more literally, the opening of God's word gives light and gives understanding to the simple. The Hebrew word for understanding here also means a worldview. The word of God, when it is open, creates within us a worldview. And what do I mean by worldview? A worldview is simply the way we look at the world. It's just a paradigm, a model. It's your life map, so to speak. I'll say that again. A worldview is just simply the way we look at the world. It's your paradigm or your, your model of the world. You know, before we build a building, what happens? The architect comes with a model, a model of that building, a picture of that building. So you look at that model that the architect brings to you, and you can see ahead of time the way that building is going to look like. 
You can actually walk in it. You can move from room to room in that building. You can see the, 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 the equipment that will be in that room. You've all seen all these things in your mind before that building comes into actual reality. You see, because you are looking at the model, you are looking at the picture of it. You can already see what that building will look like when it's fully built. That's the way a paradigm is. That's the way a worldview works. It's the way we model the world in our mind, our drawing of the world inside of us, the way we represent the world on, on the inside of us, the way we picture the world on the inside of us, the way we think about the world on the inside of us. And just as you can look at that model and can already see ahead of time what that building is going to look like, you can look at the model of, of the world in your mind. You can look at the way you picture the world on the inside of you and you can already see how you're going to live in the world. You can already see ahead of time what your life is going to be like in this world. That's what a worldview is and that's what the worldview does. It's your overall view of the world. It's your life map how you navigate, how you go around the world, how you make it from point A to point B in life. That's your worldview. That's how it works. That's how it operates in, in us. It's your life map. It's your GPS, so to speak. It's your, it's your view of the world. It's not a physical view, but a philosophical view. It's an all-encompassing perspective on existence and all that matters about living in this world. Worldview is the way in which you make sense of life and all its circumstances. That's your worldview, how you make sense of life and everything within life. You see, that's what uh, shapes how we find our way around the world. Your worldview is what determines how you answer the big questions about life. Questions like, who are we in this world? Where did we come from? Why are we here? Where are we headed as people? What is the meaning and purpose of life? And what happens? after death. These big questions are answered from our worldview. It's our worldview that determines the answers that we give to these questions that we're talking about. It is by our worldview that we can make, we define what really a good life is all about. In other words, it's our worldview that determines to us what really is a good life. It's our worldview that shapes our definition of success. And it is the same worldview that determines how we go about achieving that same success. It's all about your worldview. So worldview is what determines the life that we live and the boundaries within which we live our lives. Remember the example I gave about the building. The architect comes to you and gives you a model of that of that building so you can preview that building you can see ahead of time that building you can see ahead of time that building you can already see the equipment that will be in that building you can actually in your imagination go from one room to the other within that building why because you're already seeing that building before it comes into manifestation before it's actually built, before workers get on ground and, and, and put up that building. You can already see that building. You can already see what that building is going to look like. So also it is with 
our worldview. It's our worldview that determines the kind of life we live in this world, the quality of life. The, 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 whether we live life that is full of frustration or a life of joy and happiness, it's the worldview that determines it, how we view life. That's our roadmap of life. That's our navigational equipment. That's how we navigate life. Rightly or wrongly, that is what shapes the way we live in this life. So if I look at your worldview, I can already predict, I can already predict ahead of time the kind of life you're going to be living in this world. It's your worldview that shapes it all. You see, our thoughts and our actions are conditioned by our worldviews. Let's take a look at Proverbs chapter 7, verse 6. It says, For at the window of my house, I looked through the letters. I saw among the simple, I perceived among the youths, a young man void of understanding, passing along the street to her. And I will encourage you to read the whole book of, uh, the whole chapter 7 of the book of Proverbs to get a sense of what this, uh, this uh, passage is talking about. Proverbs 7 verse 6 says, for at the window of my house, I looked through the letters. I saw among the simple, I perceived among the youths, a young man void of understanding, passing along the street to her corner. The Hebrew word translated as passing along can also be translated as crossing over. It's passing over a boundary. That's what that word means. It's crossing a boundary. That's what that young man did. He crossed a boundary. To the other side. And that was the root of the young man's problem. The young man did not have a clear worldview within his mind that determined the boundaries over which he would not cross. And that's how he got into trouble. He lacked a powerful worldview that will keep him safe in this world. Let's put it simply. Your worldview is your map of life, like we said earlier. So he lacked a clear a clear map of life. And that's the reason why he crossed that boundary and got into trouble with this uh, uh, immoral woman. It is the means by which we nav navigate our life, as we said earlier. So she, he lacked that navigational equipment. And that's why he ended up where he should not be. That's why he ended up where he should not be in the arms, in the arms of this immoral woman. And that's why Proverbs 7 is filled with words like windows, streets, turns and corners. Read Proverbs 7. You'll see that these words occur over and over again. Window, streets, turns, corner. What do you do when you're describing how to get from point A to point B to somebody? Those are some of the terms you use. You talk about turn here, turn there, crossover here, streets, this street, that street, this corner, that corner. That's the, those are the things we talk about when we're describing to somebody how to get from point A to point B. The reason is we are describing, we are giving them a map to where they, they want to get to. So also, it is in Proverbs chapter 7, it's talking about, it's giving us, it's conveying to us thoughts of a worldview or a map. The question is, are you carrying the right life map in your mind? That's the question you have to ask yourself. Are you carrying within your mind the right life map? This young man that we're seeing here got into serious trouble because he carried within his mind. He didn't even have within his mind a powerful 
map of life. And that's the reason why he crossed those boundaries that he should never have crossed. He got into trouble because within his mind, he was carrying the wrong life map. So the question I'm asking you today and the question I'm asking myself today is, are we carrying or are you or am I carrying within, are you carrying in your mind or am I carrying within my mind the right map of life? For it is the life of map that we carry in our minds that determines how we live in this world. We said that before already. It's the map. It's the model. It's the worldview that we carry in our mind that can predict. That's the predictor of the kind of life we live in this world. This young man got into trouble because of a lack of a powerful worldview. He lacked the right map of life on the inside of him. And he crossed a boundary that he should never have crossed. And the result? Trouble. If you notice in that statement, the young man never made it back home. He got into trouble that took away his life. And, and, and that's what happens. That's what's capable of happening. If we do not carry in our mind the right worldview, we run a risk of winding up where we should never have wound up and never recovering ourselves. May God not allow that to happen to us in Jesus' name. So that's what determines if you live in this life, your, your full God-given potential. What is it that will predict whether we live our lives to our full potential in this world? It's the map we are carrying in our minds. It's the worldview that we have in, on the inside of us. That's what predicts it. Whether we get to fulfill our destinies, whether we get to live our lives to full potential, is determined by the map we carry on the inside of us, the navigational equipment that we are, where we are going around life with, the worldview that we carry on the inside of us. That's what determines if we'll get to our divine destiny. You know, Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 15 says, The labor of fools wearies them, for they do not even know how to get to the city. Think about it. The labor of fools wearies them, for they do not even know how to get to the city. If you were on a journey, for example, to a particular city and found out that for days and weeks on without end, you're driving and you're never arriving at your destination, what would be the first thing that will come to your mind? I believe that should be, am I on the right road? Think about it, if you've been driving for days without end and you're not getting to your destination, the question ought to come to your mind, am I on the right road? The first thing you would think that you need would be, for example, a map or at the least stop and ask somebody who knows the terrain. That's what Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 15 is conveying to us. It is telling us to live in this world without the right life map makes life a wearisome labor. To live in this world, to attempt to live in this world without the right worldview, without the right map on the inside of your mind, causes life to become a wearisome labor, just a tiresome labor, just laboring and laboring, not getting much done. That's when you work so hard and get and get nowhere. It's like on, being on a treadmill all day long. You're on that treadmill, you're sweating, you're exerting all that energy, you're getting all exhausted, but you are still at the same spot. That's how life is when we try to live it without the right worldview without the right map, without the right model, without the right navigational equipment on the inside of us. Life becomes a wearisome labor. Proverbs chapter 7, 1 to 2 says, My son, keep my words, treasure my commands within you, 
and keep my law as the apple of your eye. Let's read it again. Proverbs chapter 7, verses 1 to 2. My son, keep my words, treasure my commandments within you, and keep my law as the apple of your eye. It says, keep my law as the apple of your eye. The Hebrew word for law here does not mean Ten Commandments. That's what most of us think about. That's so every time we see the word law, particularly in the Old Testament, instinctively, we think about the Ten Commandments. But the Hebrew word used here is Torah. It says, my son, keep my Torah. The Hebrew word used there is Torah. And Torah simply means the comprehensive instructions of God to mankind. The totality of God's instruction or revelation to mankind. That's the Bible. So when he says, keep my Torah, he's talking about the Bible. He's talking about the, the word of God. We are enjoined by God to keep his instructions as the apple of our eyes. The apple of your eye is just the pupil of your eye. It's that little opening within your eye through which you view all life. You see, if you go look in the mirror and you look at your eyes, that little opening in there, that is the apple of your eye. That is the pupil. That's where you, that's where the light gets into your eyeball through. That's the window. That is where you see all life through. That's what that scripture is talking about. It says, keep my Torah or my word or the Bible as that little window in your eye, that little pupil in your eye, that little opening in your eye through which you see the whole, all life. He says, let my law or my Torah or the Bible be to you what that pupil is to your eye. In other words, that's the way you see life. That's the way you view life. That's the way you look at all life. In other words, the Bible becomes the window through which you view all life. It becomes the thing that creates your worldview, your navigational equipment, your roadmap, the way you model the world, the way you see yourself, and the way you see other people, and the way you see circumstances. God says, let the world be within you, the pupil of your eyes. God is telling us to keep his instructions as the window through which we look at all life. In other words, in other words, to view all life through the window of his word. That is a biblical worldview. That is your roadmap for life. That's what God is saying. He says, keep my Torah as the roadmap for your life. Keep, your, keep my Torah, my, my word, my instruction as the navigational equipment for your life. That's how you get from point A to point B in life. That's where you get to your that's how you get to your desired destination in life. It's with the word of God. Without the word of God, we would all be lost in this world. We would be like the Israelites out there in the wilderness. They all perished except two of them out there in that wilderness because they couldn't get to, to the promised land. That's the way we will be without the Torah of God, without the, the right navigational equipment. We won't be able to move from where we are to our desired destination. We won't be able to live life to full potential. Why? Because we are lacking the right roadmap for life. So God says, keep my Torah as the window or as the apple of your eye or as the, the means by which you navigate life, your worldview, your GPS, so to speak. So your life, your life navigating equipment becomes the instructions of God, the word of God. See, think about that. 
it becomes like your GPS in life. The, way, the means by which you go from point A to point B. See, if you have a GPS and you moved into a city that you've never lived in, you moved into a large mega city like New York, you never lived there, you're not familiar with the terrain. But if you had a GPS and you can drive, you can still move from point A to point B because you have that GPS that's instructing you, that's guiding you, that's directing you to take this turn, take that turn, move from here, 500 meters, take another turn. That GPS is your companion there. It's guiding you, it's directing you to get to where you want to be. All you need to do is program the destination to it and it will get you there. That's what the word of God is talking about. That's why God says, keep my Torah, keep my instructions as the apple of your eyes. That's what he's talking about. Let my word become to you your navigating equipment in this world. The means by which you can get to your desired destination and live life to full potential. This is the end of part one of this podcast series. Watch out for part two in the next episode. We trust that this message has been a blessing to you. Be sure to join us again for another refreshing episode. For additional information, please visit www.abettercovenant.org or email us at abc at abettercovenant.org. 